0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car.
2: Hello, happy Wednesday my friends and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host Andy Goldstein. And we start today, uh, do we have to, yeah, well, Man City, being crowned champions, being the United to United against Leicester, to the Manchester United B team, C team actually, to the C team. Anyway, this is how it all unfolded on TalkSport with two former City players, Daniel Mills and Trevor Sinclair, named after the cake. Oh, that was E-Claire.
1: There's the full-time whistle. It means Manchester City are Premier League champions for the third time in four years. Thanks to Leicester City's win here at Old Trafford, Manchester City and Pep Guardiola can celebrate
3: another title. It's a massive achievement for the massive contenders and opponents we had in this, this league, in difficult lockdown and for everyone knows. so. Yeah, incredibly satisfied.
2: Congratulations! You know they've had a fantastic season, and any team that runs away or doesn't run away but wins the cha- the championship, you have to you have to say they've had a very very good season. And congratulations!
0: Champions! Champions! We're
4: talking three Premier Leagues, the FA Cup, four League Cups, two Community Shields, and and hopefully on the 29th of May there's going to be a big jug-eared trophy added to the cabinet. <laughs> How intense pep is he gets burnt out you know he got burnt out at barcelona he got burnt out at Bayern munich he's gone longer at manchester city than ever before can he really do another 10 years of that oh, i'll tell you what it's a good job he's not got any hair because it would be very very gray by the end of it
1: manchester united make 10 changes only mason
0: greenwood retains his place from the side that beat aston villa
4: i think there needs to be a punishment for manchester united and three points is not enough because it doesn't affect anything I honestly feel the way that they've put this team out now the way that they didn't safeguard their stadium last week, I think a six-point deduction should be given to Manchester United. Had they been in
1: Liverpool's position, then Oli would have picked a very different team. He's got the biggest game of the season coming up on, on Thursday night. Liverpool Man United is the biggest game in the country. He cannot lose that game. But also, he needs to make sure that he gets some momentum going now for the final. Uh, he, in my mind, he has done absolutely nothing wrong. Mm. He's absolutely entitled to pick that team because he had very little options.
2: What's happened with rivalry? You're talking about Man United second this Man Nights team. Mm. Man United just gave Man City the title at their perch. No, they, didn't. they didn't
1: give it to them, did
2: they?
3: No, Man City well, won it over best,
2: 35 man. games, Bobby.
3: It whoa, wasn't. It wasn't. Whoa, it was today's game. What did what what did Solskjaer want to do? He said on the weekend, delay it, delay it, delay. Well, he didn't delay it, did he, so, right. Bobby? You, you mean stupid, day,
2: Bobby? There's there's a ten-point gap. There's three games there. Come on. Against the
1: much-altered Manchester United team, it's the first time that the Foxes have won here since 1998.
4: Well, it's a huge step forward for us. We're obviously very close. We've matched the the points total of the the two teams last year that that made the Champions League in third and fourth. But we still got work to do. Two tough games against Chelsea, Tottenham. But it's, uh, yeah, it's a big step.
2: And in the other game in the Premier League, Southampton beat Crystal Palace. This was the reaction on my show, Andy Goldstein's Spokesman, Monday to Thursday from 10pm.
5: Southampton 3, Crystal Palace 1, the deadly Danny Ings at the double to fire a timely pre-Euro's reminder to the England manager, Gareth Southgate.
1: There is a place for him in a team higher up than Southampton. He's too good to be playing for a side that's, that's threatened by relegation. I don't know whether he's going to be big enough or, or to do it at that level. When you say His... big
2: enough, you mean to, to please well, the think, fans?
1: No, I think Champions League football is what he needs, for my money, needs to have proven himself in. So and a club like West Ham? Quite... Is that... I think West Ham's perfect. He will score goals in whatever team you put him in, he will score goals. West Ham feels a nice fit, doesn't it? It's a bit of a conundrum for him, isn't it? And he's made noises that he wants to leave.
2: Now, should Arsenal consider appointing Brighton boss Graham Potter to replace Mikel Arteta? Well, yes, they should, according to Darren Bent. But how good is Potter? Well, pin back your luggles and have a listen to this clash between self-confessed football hard man Daniel Mills and South Coast reporter and not hard man at all, Alex Crook.
5: He plays football in the right way, which I know is a, a saying that annoys a lot of supporters. But annoys in, me, Alex. I think in Brighton's case, Danny, it's true. You look at the, the way they've played this season. Sam Matterface at Old Trafford tonight, massive advocate of expected goals. He'll tell you that Brighton are, are European contenders based on expected goals and that maybe if they had another striker, a Tammy Abraham, as, as opposed to Neil Mopay up front, to, to they would have a much I'm better not, season. I'm
4: not, I'm not being funny, Alex, but I'm expecting to win the lottery this week. So can, can <laughs> I can I just like go and spend off the back of that? Oh, it's ridiculous. He's got the same amount of points as Ralph Arsenhootel. Yeah, but he's I think got a five-year deal, so he's still going to be costly to get money. I mean, he's no play. It's absolute nonsense. Being
5: a good coach, playing good football, it's about winning you see what Brighton will do if they can sign a proper number nine next season I think Southampton out of the two clubs why why hasn't he recruited one well they don't grow on trees do they I mean every club in the Premier League wants a number nine there aren't Harry Keynes and Erling Haaland around every corner but he's brought signings
4: in where they haven't scored goals they haven't even looked like scoring goals at times and and all this I, I could go into any football club play great football and get relegated you know there's talk of Scott Parker getting the Tottenham job that's the same sort of principle Potter's just about survived has he done any better than Chris Hewton no so why suddenly get that big step up has, has he earned the right to go manage a top club no in my opinion
0: I really like Graham Potter I would like him to be Arsenal's next manager if I'm honest um I think he's got all the attributes I think Brighton played great stuff I mean I heard obviously Jamie yesterday talking about Potter and if memory serves me right I'm pretty sure he said seven <laughs> days ago that he'd rather have Ryan Mason instead of Graham Potter <laughs>
4: Have Ryan Mason and Graham Potter, if
6: I'm honest. What's Graham Potter going to do different to what Ryan Mason could do?
0: Warning, this vehicle is reversing.
6: Genuinely, I've warmed to the idea and the more I watch him, the more I like it. He's Graham Potter because mm-hmm. I actually think he'd be good for the club.
0: Warning, this vehicle is reversing.
2: Now, after Fulham were relegated from the Premier League, the former Palace owner and Katie Price's ex-husband Simon Jordan has said that Scotty Parker should be allowed to stay at the club to get them promoted. Darren Bent even suggested that Parker deserves a Premier League job. However, Adrian Durham was shocked that the Fulham boss is held in such high regards. I am surprised to hear
6: people talking him up in such a big fashion I'm very surprised about it bearing in mind they have been relegated and they've hardly scored any goals I'm looking at Henry Winter in the Times uh, very well respected uh, and experienced football writer saying Fulham have got to tie Scott Parker down otherwise Premier League clubs will be in for him I'm hearing Laura Woods saying I don't quite know what it is but there's something about Scott Parker tells me he's going well, to be a great manager Darren Bent linking <laughs> him with a Spurs job Can you see him going to a job like a Spurs job because a few people have been touting
3: him for Spurs
0: Yeah because I think they need a rebuild what was good about scott parker this season and i know yes i understand they've got relegated but he understand and identified the problems at the start of the season and he changed it because as i said the start first four games i said this could be the worst team in premier league history they kept conceding goals early they were getting battered they couldn't score any goals and he kind of changed it and they were a lot harder to beat and yes i know ultimately they've not won enough games but they look better
6: and after it finished here fulham nil burnley two, fulham
2: are relegated.
5: Well the question should be do they want to keep Scott Barker because he has overseen two relegations now in three seasons and again the narrative was that Fulham have been improving over the course of the season. Well, they might have been improving in terms of their performances haven't really improved in terms of their results and they've been relegated comfortably. They've been relegated with three matches to go so you know I, I do think there's there's a fine line there and, and the fact that Scott Parker maybe is a bit more pleasing on the eye maybe because he's got better dress sense than Steve Bruce <laughs> it's almost giving him a free pass at times.
6: Yeah, I mean he dresses well, he speaks well, a lot's been said about that but judge him on the pitch people will say is he the right man to bring him back from the championship and they'll say well he he did bring him up last time but they finished fourth Darren Moore was sacked at West Brom when he was fourth and they only won the playoff final because Brentford froze completely froze in the final fair play, they did it. But there's been a lot of managers who've won a championship playoff final and got to the Premier League. And we don't consider them to be good enough for Spurs like George Burley and Phil
4: Brown and Eddie Boothroyd.
6: They've all won the championship well, playoff final and got into the Premier yeah, League.
4: Scott has put up a reasonable fist of things in the Premier League and he's learning still to be a manager, going back to the Championship, having built some some morale in that side for a period of time, should bode well for Fulham to be able to do precisely what Norwich did. If they keep their team together, they've got Mitrovic, if they keep him, they've got a few other players in there, then there's no reason why Fulham shouldn't bounce back.
2: Now, following Eddie Hearn's confirmation again for the 19th time that Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury will take place in Saudi Arabia in August, although we didn't say what year, Matchroom Boxing CEO Frank Smudger-Smith has admitted that there's still work to be done, well, there's a surprise, before the fight can be announced. Oh, my goodness, just get on with it. <clears throat> anyway, Smith said that the previous success of Joshua's clash with Andy Ruiz Jr. in 2019, it wasn't that long ago, was it? 2019! Anyway, he said that that clash in 2019, it wasn't that long ago, was it? I've said this already haven't I? yeah. Anyway, he said that clash, back in you-know-when, was a key factor in the decision to settle on Saudi Arabia. And nothing whatsoever to do with the gazillions of pounds they would be getting on the back of it. Oh, no, 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 no. no.
7: Saudi Arabia, as he said, is a... Front runner and the site we're we're looking at. You know we've have past experience working with Saudi and they were great partners and delivered a great event. You know one again that will go down in history books. So they've been they've been someone who have been pushing the sport and we've worked closely with. You know barring COVID, I'm sure we would have done more events there in the interim. But yeah, that that's the the front runner and we're all working towards it.
5: Oh my word, we have seen one of the, if not the. Finest performances from a British fighter on American soil.
7: This event is the biggest out there in the the sport of boxing so it has to we have to be sure and confident in where we're going with it and we have the experience as you mentioned there and they they were great partners and everything they said they do they did and they delivered upon you saw the end result you saw the quality of the show you saw everything around it so yeah it does play a big part in it for sure and you know very excited to be heading back there and you know working with a good team of people to deliver an event of this magnitude
2: Now, Arsenal boss Mikel Arteta has been speaking to TalkSport ahead of the game with Chelsea in the Premier League tonight. Come on, the Arsenal. Ian Moosey-Abrahams asked him if he's been upset by ex-Arsenal players' recent criticisms of the team.
3: I cannot control that. If you tell me what I would like to have around the team and around that everything that is related to the football club, is that we have uh, the unity and the stability to work. If it's not the case, it's nothing that I can do.
5: Here's Smith-Rowe in the area. Smith-Rowe with a shot! And Smith-Rowe may just have won this FA Cup tie for Arsenal! Is there a lot
6: of optimism with yourself? Going forward, you can build a good Arsenal team, a challenging Arsenal team around these young players?
3: Absolutely. I think we have <laughs> a great potential with them. They've shown that this season they are ready to take responsibility in, in important moments. They have the level to do it, they have the hunger to do it and they have the right senior players around them to help them as well. It's about how we click and we are consistent because we've shown on the day that we can compete and beat uh, the top teams but through 38 games, we haven't done it. That's the duty that we have and the challenge ahead of us to compete with the big teams in this league.
2: And this is the Chelsea boss, Thomas tickle Tuckle who was asked if he's frustrated with Timo Werner being called offside so often.
3: No frustration so far. We can improve on that. We will improve on that. He will learn from that. So maybe to not take too much risk, to maybe take a bit more care about his starting position and there's room to for improvement. He is involved in our chances and still room, like I said, for improvement. And that's the way you want it to have.
2: That's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm back on my show, Andy Ghosting Sports Bar tonight from 10pm with Colton Cole. Yeah, Colton Cole. It's going to be a great show at 10 o'clock tonight. Taking your calls on his former side, Chelsea, as they take on Arsenal. Come on there, Arsenal. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Ghosting TalkSport daily podcasts out. First thing in the morning to so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Genuinely, thank you for listening. Thanks for downloading. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe.